Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of In Your Head Entertainment. I'm Carlos. I'm Ronald <laughs> And tonight we have with us Corey joining us. Corey originally was supposed to be part of the uh, premiere episodes, but uh, we had a bit of technical issues, a uh, little bit of scheduling conflicts and so forth. So uh, we're still working through that. Um, hopefully we'll get uh, that taken care of soon. I uh, do apologize, but we wanted to go ahead and get together and uh, record an episode for you guys uh, that are listening. Uh, we apologize for any audio uh, deficiencies. It's going to be temporary, but uh, we're working through that. So anyway, let's move on with the episode. Uh, tonight we're going to be discussing Corey's background in gaming, where he got started, and so forth. So, uh, Corey, tell us a little bit about your current gaming, what you like to play now. Well, thank you for that introduction there, Carlos. Uh, I've been uh, playing games since I was just a little kid, playing on my older brother's video game consoles. Mm -hmm. Went back from the simple things like Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Dexter, or even back further to uh, N64 and occasional GameCube and Sega Genesis. Um, I really like to play a variety of games. Recently, I've been getting into Fortnite. Uh, <laughs> the last the last season of Chapter 2 was my first season ever. And uh, I'm pressing forward with that and excited to see what that holds. And... Uh, I don't get to play much else other than this, at least for the moment. <laughs> Taking up all your time right now, huh? All right. Well, um, well, we're glad to have you with us, and uh, we look forward to having you in future episodes, uh, so that way we can be a, a trio and uh, continue that way. So, uh, what kind of games did you play on your... So, which one was your first console, did you say? I know you said you had an N64. Was the N64 your first one? Uh, it has to be between N64 and PS2, but I feel like I uh, got real serious about it more so with the PS2. Okay. With uh, the Grand Theft Auto series and some things I shouldn't have been playing at a young age, but <laughs> made me fall in love with it a little more. Well, I mean, that's kind of the case uh, these days. It, they kind of... Uh, ratings just go out the window, and uh, parents just buy whatever. Gore. So, let me ask you this. So, what um, genre of gaming do you think you prefer? Ooh, it's a tough one between uh, first-person shooters and RPGs. I mean, I love things like Skyrim and the Elder Scrolls series, or uh, first-person shooters, third-person shooters, Black Ops, Call of Duty, okay. uh, Splitgate, different competitive things. Okay, okay. You know, I tried Splitgate, speaking of. And uh, I had tried the the intro stuff with uh, Ron uh, a few weeks back. It's a uh, it's a uh, weird. It's uh, you know there's so much involved, like you know, and I'm sure you know a lot of people have picked up on it and everything. I just I don't know if I can personally because there's just so much to every mechanic. You know, you have the uh, uh, the portal uh, portal system, and you know, and then some of the guns are odd and I, I don't know it was just it was just very very odd and it was a very jarring experience coming from 
you know, I did play, uh, you know, games like Call of Duty and, and things like that. And of course, obviously, I play a lot of Fortnite. So coming from this type of game, going to something that's just totally different. Uh, same idea, you know, it's Battle Royale, you know, type thing. But it's just so vastly different compared to what I play now, which is a lot of Fortnite. Kind of throws me off. <laughs> well... You get a lot of uh, repetitive, like a lot of repetition with games. Uh, they'll do something like World War II based, and then jump to something, say like Advanced Warfare, where you get all new moving mechanics, running on walls, uh, double jumping, just things that mm -hmm. are just over the top. And then you get to something like Fortnite, which has its building and its different movement abilities. Uh, I think that a lot of games are doing good things when it comes to finding their niche and i think that splitgate has it going when it combined elements of something like halo with its uh area like its spawns for the weapons being designated yeah as well as incorporating stuff like the portals and being able to actually have your whole perspective be shifted say you go from a wall to a ceiling gotcha yeah that's right. Yeah, and after, you know, I, I believe I played more rounds of Splitgate than I did with even the new Halo that dropped just not too long ago. Well, mm -hmm. the multiplayer right. did anyway. Right. And it, it's really funny because I think that Splitgate is what the Halo multiplayer should have been because I, w I was kind of disappointed. I, I only played, like, one match. <laughs> you know, honestly, I still have not tried the multiplayer yet for Halo. Um, I have it on my uh, computer. I just have not played it. I hadn't got into it yet. See, now, that, that's what scares me about that is they have their diehard fans that will con like constantly go to it, you know, mm -hmm. and just wait for it with anticipated breath. But... Then there's people who have played it in the past, like us, who haven't jumped all over it. And it's, who knows, if it's just us losing faith in that actual direction, or what really is the case. Right, right. Um, you know, I uh, I played the original Halo. I think my, my experience with Halo is kind of limited. Um, I played the original Halo on PC. I never really owned an Xbox and I've discussed that before. So my experience with Halo was on the PC only and I played with mouse and keyboard. So playing Halo with a an actual controller, an Xbox controller was just a totally different experience for me. Now I do, you know, have it on my computer so I could, you know, still have that experience. I did replay the original Halo recently uh, on my PC because I wanted to, you know, revisit it. But um, I never really played any of the games after that. I played the demo of Halo 2 and uh, I kind of fell behind because my computer was outdated by the time, you know, the rest of the games came out and... I just kind of never really kept up because, like I said, I never had an Xbox, so I it just was, yeah yeah so I just PlayStation boy yeah I was PlayStation yeah I really was <laughs> so I was in PlayStation and you know and I was like yeah you know because I didn't like the idea okay so when online gaming started to become a thing I didn't want 
I didn't want to be paying monthly for something that I had no friends to play with. And I didn't want to just play with a bunch of random people because I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to get into, like, playing randoms and didn't have any well, friends to play with. it was the same for us. Yeah, that we knew more Xbox than PlayStation. See, and it was, and like, that, the opposite for me. Yeah, yeah. Which we did have a three, and we we did play a, a PlayStation 3 there for a good while. Yeah. But when uh, 360 came out when yeah halo 2 and halo 3 look at halo 3 man that was uh <laughs> that was big big time <laughs> so Back in the days of me getting off of school and being able to either go and play halo with everybody or having playstation and uh, rpgs at the time so let me ask you about the genesis you mentioned y'all played that uh, what kind of games did you used to play on the Genesis? There were some Sonic games, and I think we had a lot more that we actually played on the 64 than the Genesis. Mm -hmm. I just know that we had one. Mm -hmm. Okay. We uh, didn't keep it for very long. I gotcha. I gotcha. Ah, that's cool. I did have a 64. Honestly, I had a limited library. I A lot of the games that came out for the 64 just didn't catch my interest. Um... You know, obviously, I played like some of the bigger name ones. You know, the Mario and uh, of oh, course the Mario Kart. Uh, I I played a uh, man. You know what? One game that I used to love playing on the N sixty four was uh, what's that one with the construction and you have to. There's like a missile coming through and you had to like clear out all the. I can't think of the daggone name. It's on the, it's on the rare replay, thing. Uh, I want to say, um, on the uh, on the Xbox now. But I can't think of the daggone name of it right now. But anyway, it was you were these construction vehicles, and you had to like just level all the buildings and stuff in the way of the missile, because apparently the missile couldn't turn. Like it was being carried by like a truck or whatever, you know, just like being pulled. But for whatever reason, the truck had to go straight and couldn't turn. And I was like, that's kind of weird. But okay, here's the idea. But I had a blast playing that one a lot. Of oh wait, uh, what's it? No, no, that's not. I want to say, was it Blastcore? I don't remember. Uh, I could be mixing up the name. But anyway, I played that and, uh, you know, a few other games. Uh, I was very much into platforming games and uh, some shooters I did, of course, play GoldenEye and all that. So that was a lot of fun back in the day. It still is fun now. I haven't played it in a long time, but still fun. I really enjoyed uh, Vigilante 8. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, of, you don't see them too much either. Yeah, the, I was uh, just thinking that. I was like, I don't think they've made one derby. in a. I don't think they've made one of those vigilante games in a good while. Didn't they make some though a few years back? The only uh, thing on along the... those lines that survived, I think, would be Twisted Metal. Yeah, because they did that. Uh, what was it? Black? I think it was the last one. Twisted Metal, Twisted Metal Black, and then I think the PS3 or PS4 had an exclusive. Yeah. See, and, you know, Twisted Metal would be a great game right now to release as, like, some type of Battle Royale, you know, <laughs> with, with a bunch of other people customize your own stuff and everything, and that'd be a cool thing, I think. Um, So, I think... Twisted Metal should come back and have some kind of online multiplayer mode, you know, kind of thing. 
for sure. And, and there was a lot of them. I mean, and I don't know. I, I believe Vigilant Annie 8 was, uh, I believe that was across multiple platforms as well. I think you could play it for PlayStation, but, uh, yeah, I, I think of a lot of those type of games, like, uh, even Cruise in USA and Cruise yeah. Exotica were really great on the Nintendo 64. Yeah, that, you know what? I did love playing the Cruising uh, games. I remember playing Cruising USA at the arcades originally, and then when it came out for N64, that was definitely one that I that I bought. I bought that, and uh, man, I used to love those arcade racers. What was the other one uh, with the boats? Hi- Hydro Thunder. That was yeah. uh, that was That's a lot of fun. Xbox. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, man. I used to love playing that. <laughs> Anyhow, so I know we uh, recently have been playing Castle Crashers. Um, yeah, I got a little did, time in on it, didn't we? Did uh, either of y'all play it beforehand? Because I know it came out some years ago, and then, you know, they put it on Game Pass now. Uh, or not on Game Pass, on uh, on current consoles where you can uh, add it in on Xbox One. Because I think, it didn't it come out for 360? Yes, sir. We had actually both played uh the 360 version of it and we're more than excited when we saw that there was a console remaster very cool so i personally this is a new game for me um like i said i didn't really have much experience with an xbox until this year um so this is all very new for me i i I never played 360 games uh i was very dedicated to playstation side and uh and played a lot of that but as soon as i got my xbox and i started playing (laughs) xbox games i was like man i've been missing out this is all right especially with the uh the game pass and all that now i i always just push everybody to get game pass it was like you know i have friends at work that uh they're like yeah i'm thinking about getting whatever you know that just haven't been into gaming as much but are trying to get into gaming and i'm like get an xbox get game pass you'll have plenty to choose from and i have another co-worker that's like i don't know if i want to buy a console i was like you don't need one if you get game pass for you know pc just get that and play on your computer you'll be fine you know so there's a lot of uh a lot of stuff to to choose from on the xbox especially with game pass so with uh castle crashers um what uh did y'all like beat it originally get through the whole game i believe a couple times yeah we had beaten it with at least a couple characters Mm -hmm. um but kind of like our other friend that we were playing with uh that night oh yeah he was just discussing that we had almost every enemy we were coming across is a playable character you just have to complete some kind of criteria to gain them yeah that is a very Uh, cool feature something nice yeah, it's a really cool feature. You don't see many games where like almost every character you encounter is some kind of unlockable or playable character. Oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, What's really cool, though, on how that kind of started was, uh, you know, when Xbox really was putting games out, they had like a whole indie section mm-hmm. of games, not only just major titles, but there was like the little guy, the little you know indie game makers and uh 
it's I mean this one's you know exactly that an indie game that right. turned out to be huge just like you know Minecraft we all think Xbox or a console but that was on PC and it was a weird it was a weird little game you could download on PC and that just <laughs> ex- blew up you know and, uh, and I'm surprised a lot more people don't know about Castle Crashers but yeah a lot of those indie games just got really big right and honestly uh this is like i said it's not it's new to me um not only because of the uh the fact that i did not have an xbox for very long but also i just you know like i used i generally keep up with games that come out for you know all consoles just out of interest but this one i honestly had never heard of it so i saw it in the microsoft store you know uh actually a couple of weeks before uh you had told me about it ron and i was like what and then you end up uh, gifting it. And I was like, I'm going to give this a try. And when I played it, it it immediately funny. I, I love the humor in the uh, game itself. Uh, the art is is something else, too. I love, I love the simplicity. It's cartoony looking. Uh, do you know? Do you guys know if uh, if these are like hand drawn or if it's just all done on computer? I'm not certain, but they also have other games you could reference to, like Alien Hominoid. Yeah, uh, is one. Uh, they're uh, they have the same uh, the same folks worked on these games here as uh, what Newgrounds. If you've okay. ever played that uh, that uh, browser based kind of like uh, game website, Newgrounds. Uh, yeah, same same people worked on that. Okay. Uh, doing the drawings and everything. All the right. Developers. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I uh, I very much appreciate the art style of that game. It's uh, it's clever. The animations, whenever you're hitting the uh, enemies and stuff, the faces they make, it's just it's very comedic, and I appreciate that. I like the little uh, the comedy aspect of it and everything. You know, we start off and right when you start off in the in the original castle you're just there partying it up and everything and everybody's just like dancing and headbanging and everything and then dude walks in and he's dead and you're still just dancing there like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> you know it's just like wait a minute let's go get these guys so it's kind of funny i i appreciate the humor um now we get as you get further into the game it's just like it gets a little crazier and crazier with uh, the enemies and the designs and stuff and everything. It's not super repetitive. You, There's a lot of different uh, enemy characters that you encounter. And I appreciate that, you know, because some of these games, you know, they can just, like, reuse the same old, same old over and over. Which, I'm not saying that they don't reuse some, but there's enough change to where there's a difference, you know, in, in each character that you encounter. The difficulty so, ramps up fast though yeah it really sure. does you got to uh you gotta level yourself pretty good to add to that uh, it has a lot of different flares um you can definitely see its roots in the 3d side scrolling beat em up but it you can have different characters you can have pets which do your uh different modifications mm-hmm. and, 
Give you so much like the ram, for example, uh, which headbutts enemies, or a giraffe that gives you more experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, animals that find fruit to heal you. Uh, your different weapons that you can find in the blacksmith, just out in the world. Mm-hmm. Or um, what's the other thing I was going to say? Just the playability, you know, because you got to kind of go find certain tools and come back to like level one just to use some of the tools you find further down the yeah. road and unlock more things. So it's multiple, multiple playthroughs. And I think they also have an insane mode that I haven't even <laughs> thought of trying yet. I mean, it's already a tough game right away on normal. Jeez. Can't imagine what insane would be uh, or hard mode. Because uh, honestly, I, I, you know, this is... Okay, so it's... It's kind of a walk-around beat-em-up game, which I thoroughly enjoy. Those are some of my favorites growing up, still to this day. I very much liked uh, the, uh, was it, Street of Rage 4 when that came out and that was new. And uh, I definitely am a big fan of the uh, Double Dragon series. And when they did Double Dragon Neon, it was just, you know, the epitome of fantasticness when it comes to uh, an updated remake type thing and I got a lot of enjoyment out of that one I still play that one at least you know a couple of times a year and just replay it so uh, do either of you have a favorite character I know each character has different elements and stuff that they control do y'all have like a preference on that I Uh, personally prefer uh the magic users Mm -hmm. the people who uh whenever you hold the right trigger you can actually cast magic I prefer the ones that actually have a true magic ability instead of, say, shooting arrows or throwing bombs. Gives you a little more of a status effect that you inflict on somebody. Gotcha. Yeah, like, uh, I think the lightning, like, stuns and fire does, uh, obviously, fire damage and stuff and everything. And they kind of, don't they still, like, constantly take a little bit of damage while they're on fire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do appreciate that kind of thing. I'm very much a uh, a pyro, so I like fire stuff. But red's my favorite color, so I have to go with red generally, which is lightning. Which is that that's that's a thing I thought we were talking about that uh, the other night too while we were playing. Is it's odd that red isn't fire, you know? It's lightning. You would think lightning is like blue or white or something, and it's not. So kind of a little bit odd on on some of that stuff on the. On the creative choices of the colors for the characters uh how they uh set that up and whatnot but uh i don't know ron what do you think uh do you have a favorite uh character type uh well yeah the uh the elementals are really cool um probably the ice would be really good you know just because you can use it <laughs> you, you freeze people in place while you catch your breath or try and figure out what your next move's gonna be or uh right um i i enjoyed the bomb throwing guy where you throw some small bombs um his short his short throw isn't that great though where he just kind of he throws a bunch of arrows but they're very short they land right in front of you and it works some of the time for me so <laughs> the bombs they really work so it's more like almost like a like a last ditch like a you need to get out of there kind of move 
Yeah, yeah, if you're, like, really close and surrounded. Uh, but, and they keep... I think they updated some of the... Uh, some of the combos, too, that you can use to evade and get out of there. They're a little more uh, swift, where they kind of get you out of trouble, because you can get flooded by enemies pretty easily. I gotcha. All right. Yeah, that's very true. I know uh, we got, what, a little over halfway into the game the other night, and... Uh... Your the amount of <laughs> the the <laughs> amount of enemies that just that you encounter, you know, as you get through the game, just you know, just halfway through, it's just it's insane. Uh, the amount of enemies that just show up all of a sudden, and you just you're surrounded. Uh, one thing that that I personally have a little trouble with is keeping track of where I am on the screen. There's a lot going on with so many enemies. Even though we're, you know, different colors than the enemies and whatnot, I don't think we encounter too many enemies that have, like, the same color palette, uh, so to speak, as, like, the characters do. But it's still so much on the screen that it's just, it's tough to tell where you're at sometimes, you know. <laughs> and uh, I find myself having to, like, jump around, where's my guy, where's my guy? <laughs> and I'm just before you know it yes. you're knocked on the ground and you lose a life you know so yeah I do yeah, appreciate that uh, you know if you get you know knocked down you run out of health or whatever you can revive your uh, you know partners and stuff and everything so I think that's a good mechanic I like that you know so you don't necessarily have to die if if somebody can come and revive you you know so that's, that's <laughs> yeah I'm kind of I'm kind of jealous, y'all. I think everybody got that achievement as well, uh, that gamer achievement for reviving everybody in your party. <laughs> Believe it or not, I didn't. I was going it, for it, and I didn't. It, oh, it really? Showed you did. Yeah, I thought oh. you did. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure it didn't see it pop, but. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I thought you did anyway. I don't know. I don't know. So, like I said, so much is going on. It's just it's tough to keep track of what's going on. But, uh... I do like the uh, scaling that it has because as you progress in your levels, you'll unlock like different combos like A, A, B, A, B, Y. Uh, you'll just like or hold or jump up and hit an ability. Like you have different tiers to your magic. Right. But it also does the same thing for your combos because uh, I know a lot of people who say they don't like games like God of War, for example. Because it's the same move combos over and over. Oh, yeah. You know, this one's at least introducing stuff and evolving as you're playing. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like a lot of why a lot of people don't like beat em up style brawler games. I don't know. Whatever you want to call them, is because for a lot of like, especially like older beat em up games like Final Fight and stuff and everything, which, you know, I love playing, you do stick with the same moveset the entire game. So it's just pow, pow, pow knock them down, pop, pop, pow, knock them down, pop, pop, pow, knock them down, you know, so it's kind of repetitive after a while, and uh, I can see where that gets old. I I think the closest thing to a modern beat-em-up is, and, and uh, you know, probably nobody's going to agree with me, but it's kind of evolved into what's become, like, the Souls games, you know, it's not really a combo game, it's more of, like, timing and getting things right you know waiting for that right moment rather than just 
run up to the guy and start slashing, you know, or whatever. It's not the same thing. Now, I personally haven't played any of the Souls games, with the exception of, and a lot of people don't consider Bloodborne a Souls game. I, to me, it's, you know, I mean, same idea. It's just faster paced, and I thoroughly enjoyed Bloodborne. I need to I need to get around and plan some of the Souls games, you know, even though they're they're gonna be a little slower paced for me. I'm I'm liking that. Well not me, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> the Souls game? What the yeah. hell's wrong with me? Come on. <laughs> you saying you wouldn't give one a try? I think I've downloaded one it might be the same one on multiple occasions, but I just I don't think I I don't even know if I've started it started the the game up itself well so, i don't i don't know <laughs> I that should give it a try i don't know that i'm gonna you know play the full campaign or anything but i want to give it a try see how i feel about it because like i said I, I played bloodborne and i enjoyed that one and like i said i know that uh, like the dark souls games are very different but uh you know pace wise and everything but i, I still like the idea of it and not playing them i i I just want to give them a try, see how it is, you know, see how I'd like it. And if I don't like it, I mean, you know, oh well. Not a big deal. There's plenty of other stuff to play, so. You were saying? I would like to say that uh, where Dark Souls gets a lot a lot of people is uh, it won't tell you. Like, it doesn't, it's not going to hold your hand. It's going to throw you into this ruthless world where it's not going to tell you if an enemy is too high level for you. <laughs> it won't display a skull next to somebody. It'll let you go and try and do what you're going to do best, and that's kill something. But it's through just fighting through the punishing side of it, too, because when you lose your souls, if you die again, it's gone. You know, there's a punishment factor to your learning and your actual progression. Right. And uh, some people, like, start out and just get deterred immediately and don't want to give it another chance, or... You get messed up, you get messed up, you know, all right, I'm going to start fresh, and then you do better, you know. And, uh, it's a lot easier with people. I actually have all three of the Souls games, and I haven't beaten all of them, mm -hmm. but I'm looking forward to getting you introduced to it. All right, all right. Well, uh, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely, <laughs> I, I don't know if I should look forward to it or not, because, you know, I hear, you know, I mean, I've seen some gameplay you know online you know on youtube and whatnot you know just out of curiosity let me look and see what this this is about so I, you know i've seen some some let's plays and stuff and everything and i mean that game is undoubtedly punishing you know so i'm not uh i'm not the type that necessarily uh you know I, i'm not gonna say that i'm not gonna get angry playing the game uh I don't necessarily I'd be get... surprised if you didn't. <laughs> I don't always, really? you know. What's funny is, what's funny is, like, I have to want to progress. Like, there's some games that I've played where it's completely, you know, like, oh, oh, this is all right, you know, like, okay, so not the same kind of game, but this is what I mean. Like, uh, so not long ago, I started playing Dead Cells. Now it's a action platform roguelike game i am enjoying it i play it from time to time i don't play it often but i do go back to it 
you know, continuously. You know, every month or so, I'll go like, oh, let me let me try again, you know. And the fact that you just have to start all over is is a thing for me. And it it can be pretty tough when you first start out because you know your weapon's not very strong. You you have you know a crappy shield, you know, if you picked it up or whatever. And that game, as you you know progress, the enemies you know get more uh aggressive and they do a lot more damage you know just really quickly and if you're not careful you die in seconds so it because i wasn't i was only curious playing it i didn't really get angry about it every time i died because i died at crap ton the first time i played it because i didn't understand it very much you know but there are some games that you know if if i'm progressing along and all of a sudden, you know, I end up dying, you know, then, yeah, I'll get a little pissed, you know. So, being that I am curious about this game, about Souls, is probably it's going to initiate some uh, well, negative response, I, I'll say. Uh, I probably <laughs> will you. get angry. It's not the first death that'll piss you off. It's the second death on your way to go get your souls that you lost. <laughs> yes, yeah. I know. You know, and that was the thing with uh, when I was playing Bloodborne is you know because it's the same kind of thing is like you you die you drop the blood your blood echoes yeah you you drop the blood echoes and you're like all right let me go back and then there's those freaking werewolf things and you're like oh crap you know and they're they're fast as hell too you know it's just like so you either like outmaneuver them some kind of way or if you're not high enough level or you're not good at parrying which is tricky to do it's you're just gonna have a bad time and you're gonna lose all that money you just <laughs> you're just like oh no i'm pretty sure i bought uh bloodborne on release and uh, the last character i had was like a level 300 something uh still on my first playthrough oh wow I was doing all my chalices and everything uh, and I that was god awful when I first started. <laughs> it took me multiple times to even get to the cleric beast, which is an optional first boss. Oh, is it really? No, you. It is. Uh, you don't. You just have to trigger the cutscene. As soon as you trigger the cutscene, where he jumps off the cathedral. Yeah. You can uh, use your bone mark and leave, and uh, you're fine. You'll like the doll will wake up, so you can do your leveling. Right. All you have to do is trigger the actual cinematic. Uh, the first boss, the first true boss is Father Gascon. Huh. Did not know that. I don't know. I I, I am very much... Okay, so in in this experience, in, in Bloodborne, I very much like the boss encounters. Like, the the whole game for me is getting to the boss. Uh, I, I kind of don't care. Gothic. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's great looking. Uh, the theme is really fantastic, you know. They they really did a good job with the atmosphere, and uh, you know it's it's dark and you know just you know old yeah gothic looking and stuff and everything. But it's not so dark in the game to where you can't see where you're going or anything like that. But uh, for me, it's like all right, let me get past these guys so I can get to the next boss. And as much as uh, you know the encounters with the regular characters in the game are, I, I guess fun. You know, uh, I I have a, a more uh, like my whole goal is like I want to fight a boss because it's so challenging. You know, it's just like they're they all have some kind of pattern. You just have to figure it out and 
the game is very punishing because you can really mess it up really quickly, but it's if you mess it up, it's your own fault. And I think this is one of those games where yes, it's it a hard game. Yeah, it's it's a hard game, but if you mess if you die, it's because you messed up, not the game like being you know, a cheaty game or anything, you know, being cheap or something like that, you know, it's you can there's always a tell whenever you know, no one of the... how much you want to say it's the game. Yeah, it's like, oh, I hate this game. They, they oh, cheat. This AI. No, no, it's I not. I swear, the... it's hunting me. Yeah, no, it's it, it's very, and I I want to say it's fair. You know what I mean? Like it's not. It is a hard game, but it it's your own experience and it's your own decision making and you know just overall uh, reaction and timing and stuff and everything that's gonna ultimately you know <laughs> lead to your success or failure you know um and that and that's what it's gonna that's what it's gonna come down to you know unlike some other games where you know uh you fight like oh like on castle crashers you know you you're in the middle of a combo you know hitting enemies and stuff and then they get these invincibility frames and they just like slap the crap out of you and you're just like oh shit <laughs> you know <laughs> wait a minute i was on the ground yeah behind you and attacking and you. and no and then you're just like you lose all of your health because of one guy poked you with a spear or something and you had full health now you're laying on the ground and then now you have the enemies that are under the ground they roll into you take a bunch of your health and you got the uh tornado guys you know roaming around and it's just uh, you know it's a lot of like oh come on it's just a lot of crap right after the next whereas you know like in bloodborne you can kind of uh, you know you might fight a crowd but they're spaced out enough to where they're not necessarily going to gang up on you and you know if they start to you you can kind of run away you know <laughs> you know let me get out of here but uh yeah, I, I have a good time with uh, Bloodborne. So I have a not played strategy. it. Yeah, you know, the runaway. Um, for example, well, for example, um, Dark Souls One, one that I've been trying to get through. Um, yeah. The first boss encounter, you walk into the first boss fight with no weapons, nothing, and uh, you're not supposed to fight him. There's actually a passageway off to the left. <laughs> And, you know, that's what I come back to when I say that it doesn't hold your hand. It doesn't tell you, hey, there, there is another way. Uh, you have to be willing to explore to actually find that other right. path. And with uh, Bloodborne, just touching back on it one more time, mm -hmm. uh, where it tries to stand out is, I mean, it is canon. It's canonically part of the souls. It's in a dream, but it's there. Um where instead of dropping it, your blood echoes on the ground, like just on the ground like Dark Souls does, mm -hmm. it gives it to an enemy closest to where you died. Okay. Even if it's not the guy who killed you, you know? Recently, I introduced one of my friends to this game called Mortal Shell, which is also another Souls-esque I saw that. that. Um, that one, you're just a husk that's inhabiting different bodies and shells that you find and if you get hit hard enough you get smacked out of your shell <laughs> and you have to race back to it before you die oh that one's a very difficult one there's lots of bear traps and poison darts and it has its own thing. curve that's interesting 
Yeah, I saw Mortal Shell uh, was added to Game Pass, I think it is. Um, uh, the other day, uh, I saw it, and I was like, that looks interesting. I, I, I might give that a try, because I do like the uh, the way it looks. I didn't realize it was going to be like a Souls thing. I didn't really look at the trailer or anything. I just saw it. I saw some screenshots, and I was like, all right, that, that looks kind of cool. So uh, I'm definitely going to give that one a try. Um, Yeah, with the, with the Cleric Beast... Uh, you were talking about you can avoid it. I never knew that. <laughs> I like, you oh, know, yeah. like I said, I don't have a lot of experience with Bloodborne. I I played it, you know, uh, I, I have it. I've played it. Um, I haven't gotten there's, around to beating it. I, I, here's another one for you. What you got? With uh, the Father Gascon fight, there mm-hmm. is a window, and there's a little girl in there, and if you speak to the little girl, she tells you that her mom went to go find her father. And turns out it's uh, Father Discone and his wife. And uh, she gives you a music box. And when he starts to transform, you can play the music box and it'll stun him. And give you a chance to beat him before he fully transforms. Oh, wow. And the dead body of the wife is up on the top of the grave. Oh. Um, so it, it there's a lot of lore if you look for it. You know exactly where to go. Where to go, throw. yeah. But... I also have a challenge. Mm-hmm. There's a game called Outward, and I know Ron has it. Outward. Uh, Let me write it down. I'd like for you to look into it. But I challenge you and Ron to at least play the beginning. I want you to check it out. It's uh, its distinguishing feature is that you're not the chosen one. You're not the hero who's destined to save the day. You're an average person. Oh. I can relate to that. <laughs> you get uh, you get health and stamina. And that's it. Um, cool inventory system. The graphics could be prettier, but has lots of mechanics. Uh, both of the DLCs were just dropped on Xbox not too long ago. Okay. And uh, for example, to gain your magic ability in that game, mm-hmm. you have to go on a pilgrimage to the top of this mountain where the grass and trees go from green and lush to purple and vibrant and looks like a whole alien world. And you go into the core of this mountain and you can trade some of your overall stamina or some of your overall health into your magic. Interesting. And so it's like a give-take kind of system where you have to kind of specialize yourself if that's truly what you want to do. Right, right. And it's a multiplayer experience that I think that uh, you could at least give a go and if nothing else play some solo <laughs> all right well i have it written down i'll have to look it up there's there's no maps or compasses like you just get a compass no map okay you use landmarks to tell where you're at oh interesting hmm. weather systems if you don't tell carlos where to go he might not <laughs> i know i'm just gonna stand there well if i stand here i'll never die and i'll never lose <laughs> Because that's how that works. It has to be very linear. Linear. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very much about linear games, but, you know, I, I I do try to branch out from time to time. You know, I do want to broaden my horizons, and, uh, you know, like I said, that's why I'm trying to get into these other games, like Dark Souls and stuff, because that's not my typical type of game, you know. Bloodborne isn't the type of game that I really played, but... 
I find it very captivating. I like the the overall story, the atmosphere. It was just it was a lot of fun. You know, the combat system was interesting. You know, you can't just like spam an attack and just keep going. You had to figure out the best approach. Sometimes you could just approach an enemy if it was like, you know, for the humans, you can for the most part just go up to them and start attacking them and, you know, they don't have a lot of you know, uh, defense, uh, per se, as opposed to the monsters, the monsters you approach differently, you have to use that counter properly and, you know, and time your attacks, you know, accordingly. And, uh, and I think that's interesting. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm really curious as to, uh, broadening my horizons on, on such types of games anyway. Well, just in talking to me about Bloodborne, for example, it mm -hmm. makes you want to at least go back and revisit it because now you know that there are these little things that can make it a whole different kind of fight. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to give that a try. I still like playing. <laughs> I still like fighting the cleric piece, though. I tell you, the the first time I played it, it it literally it took me three times to beat that damn thing. Um, Because the first time, you know, I got really close and I... I'm I I kid you not I probably I had like maybe like another you know five or six hits and he would have been down on my very first try and I screwed it up badly you know and uh and I died and I had to you know respawn the second time I didn't do as well third time got him and I was like all right I understand this game now and uh uh, you know, and I do like the fact that you're essentially carrying two separate weapons, even though it's like the same weapon, you know, to where you can just convert it to something else. I, I like the idea of that. That's that's interesting, too, you know. So uh, I see we have here uh, that we're going to talk about uh, Bethesda, or we did. Oh, are we skipping that? Yeah, we can skip over that. I'm sure Corey has a great ramp for that. You might have to wait for me to. <laughs> we can uh, talk about it on I'll the next ramp one. Ramp him up a bit. Yeah, I'll ramp you up a bit before. Hey, yeah, it'll be very nice. That's fine. That's fine. We can talk about that on the <laughs> next episode. One, yeah, sure. we can. We can talk about that. There's plenty of time to uh, to talk on the next episode. I think. Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna have to look up this uh, outward game. So what type of game is outward? Is it like, is it Souls kind of thing? Or is it like um, a adventure? The the enemy Zelda scaling is. is kind of like Souls. Uh -huh. uh, you'll do a lot of foraging, but the main thing is it comes into inventory management in a way. It, it's not one of those where it limits you to a square, something like the older Diablo games did. Okay, but it gives you an overall capacity uh, in your pockets and in your backpack. And okay. so you have to do a fine balancing act on what you're carrying. Um, but as soon as you get into combat, uh, if you don't drop your bag, you're not going to be moving at your optimal speed here. So you're going to be fighting at a disadvantage. I gotcha. Uh, especially with the bigger bags. So it adds a different kind of an element into engaging in combat. But apart from that, it's trying to definitely tell a story. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never completed it. I've gotten split screen with uh, a family member of mine. We got pretty far into it, but we just weren't capable of pressing forward anymore. I gotcha. Uh, and that was before all the DLC had come out. Mm -hmm. Because with the new DLC, a new map came out and multiple new types of magic. Right. I 
feel like it was a very under underwhelming game. Like they didn't get an opportunity to get it out there and get their content that they wanted out there while they still had any attention. Uh, I see. So it was a little bit uh, too little, too late. That was that yeah. Came out. I think that's the the case for it. I gotcha. I gotcha. Hmm. That's a shame. Yeah. I, unfortunately, the content's there now. All right. Well, I definitely look forward to giving it a try. Um, I have no idea what I'm getting myself into, but I will look it up. See if uh, <laughs> see if it will pique my interest uh, once I get into it, and uh, I'll have to share the experience. I think we're just about out of time, so I think we'll go ahead and start wrapping things up. Uh, Corey, I thank you for joining us this evening. It's good to yes, finally sir, have it was you on. A pleasure. Uh, to the listeners, I do apologize uh, for such a long delay uh, in the episode coming out. I know we had originally planned to do this bi-weekly or every other week, and uh, that just kind of didn't work out. <laughs> we we just ran into a host of problems. Our schedules were just... When we did have time, one of us didn't, and it was just very much back and forth, and... I think we have that worked out now, so um, I believe we will have some uh, episodes coming out on time. So again, I'll ask you to bear with us as we work through a few things, get everything sorted out. And once again, uh, apologies for the audio. If it doesn't sound the best, uh, we are working on that as well. Uh, but we're just uh, just getting started. And things will only progress to get better as we move along. Uh, Ron, do you have any, uh, anything that you want to discuss before we end? No, <laughs> but I do want to say happy holidays to everybody. Happy Should holidays. I? Sure is. Man, uh, we're already in Daddy, December. Please, please. I know, we're already in December, end of the years, uh, right upon us. Uh, it's just, it's gone by so fast, I tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Another one in the books. Yes, sir. Alrighty. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. To the listeners, thank you once again. We will see you in the next episode. Y'all have a good one. Later.